Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are continuing our study through the book of 2 Timothy. In fact, we are finishing chapter 2 today of 2 Timothy. We come to the very last verse of chapter 2, which is verse 26. And then after finishing this up, we're going to take some time here and look at thankfulness, uh, because it is that season. As we go and we look out, it is truly the season of thankfulness. So I'm excited to go and to start looking at that. I'm also excited to look at what we have today, uh, because I, I think it's really going to help us to understand those who are in opposition to Christianity. You know, that's that's one of the things that I get asked about a decent amount of time is, you know, how do people get to where they are? How, how do they, they, they get to a place where they come up with this idea or they come up with that idea? Or how, how are they okay with going and, and uh, you know, murdering their baby or uh, committing adultery? or going and thinking that they're a boy when they're really a girl, or thinking that they're a girl when they're really a boy. You know, people have these kind of questions, and, uh, you, you know, how do people get to that place? And we're really going to look at a passage that gives us a lot of insight on that and as to how we can rescue them as well uh, when people get to that place or hopefully before they get to that place. But let's go ahead and let's read the uh, whole chapter of Second Timothy chapter 2. And it says, starting in verse 1, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things which you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You therefore must endure hardships as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This is a faithful saying. For if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure with him, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, he cannot deny himself. Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness. Their message will spread like cancer, Hymenius and Philetus are of the sort, who have strayed concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past. And they overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house, there's not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Flee also youthful lusts. But pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife, correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. 
This morning we'll be focusing in here on this last verse, and that and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. And, and we see the state that uh, that that those who are in opposition is the the word that's used here. Those who are in opposition are in is that they are in a state that first of all is is senseless. Okay, that they may come to their senses. That they are senseless. We see this here that they are not making any sense. If you go and you check their worldview, if you go and you check their arguments, you'll find out that they're not logical. And this is because God is the author uh, of logic. He is the author of not confusion, but of order. And so, therefore, God makes sense. And because he is the God who created the laws of nature, and of course, he has his own laws, uh, his, his moral laws as well that flow from his character. We, we see this here that his laws, his moral laws, coincide with reality because he is the creator of nature. He's the one who created this world, so therefore it makes sense and it goes together. They're not two competing ideas, as, as secularism would like to go and to say, science competes with religion. No, that's not true. True science always goes hand in hand with real, true religion, Christianity, because it is God who's the creator of the physical universe and God, of course, is the creator of the spiritual universe, which is that the moral uh, aspect is is right there present within. And so we see that those who are in opposition, they need to come to their senses, which implies that they are not in their senses. They're not actually rightly interpreting the world around them. That's the first thing I want us to see. The second thing is that they're in the midst of the snare or a trap of the devil. Now, a snare, uh, a, a snare is a, a particular kind of a trap that goes and it makes it so that you strangle yourself. I remember one time being out on a run. It was a long time ago because I, I don't really go running anymore. If my sister's listening, uh, she'll probably go and roll her eyes because she's always challenging me to go and to get in shape and do running and stuff like that because she really likes that kind of stuff. But me on the other side, I, I look at it and I go, man, life is too short to waste, you know, running aimlessly. Uh, but anyway, uh, back to what, what really matters here in the, the, the Word of God. Uh, and back to the illustration, I guess I was out running one time and my dog was with me. Zeke was his name. He was a big old boxer and he was running. And all of a sudden here he went out down into a ditch and he just stopped and I could not get him to come, which was really odd because Zeke really listened to me. This dog uh, was a dog that really listened to me and I couldn't figure out what was going on. Why in the world was he not listening to me? Well, somebody had gone and put an illegal snare trap down in the uh, the ditch, and fortunately, the dog was smart enough, he was a really smart dog, that he didn't go and continue to run. He didn't try to escape. He stood there waiting for me to go and to help him get out of that trap. Because if he would have ran, if he would have struggled, if he would have kept going, he would have gone and strangled himself. And, and, and this is ultimately the snare that the devil gets people in who are in opposition. He gets them going in such a way that they're no longer uh, working in according to their senses uh, of reality around them. And, and so because they're not functioning inside of reality, he gets them functioning inside of sin, and, and they get the opiate of pleasure, the opiate of sin in, in their life. And, and because they, they, they get drug into that, they get that around their neck, 
And then all of a sudden here, the devil doesn't have to do anymore because whether they struggle to try to get out or try to run to go further into the sin, either way, by their own strength and by their own volition, they're going to go into strangle themselves. They're stuck in the snare, the trap of the devil. Well, how do you get out of that? Well, you can only get out of that not by your own self, but by having somebody come alongside of you and help. And that's what we have to do as Christians is to come alongside of people and bring the grace of God that God has given to us and go and to share the grace of God. Let the grace of God flow through us. You know, grace flows sideways, and it doesn't just flow sideways to other believers from one believer to another, but it also flows sideways from a believer to an unbeliever, somebody who is in opposition. You know, there's never been somebody who has gotten saved who wasn't confronted with the message of the cross, and God commissions us to bring the message of the cross to others. We're the ambassadors. Uh, he didn't commission angels to go be his ambassadors. He, he commissioned us as, as people, as, as humans, as believers in Jesus Christ, to be ambas- ambassadors. And so, therefore, we must go and bring that grace, let that grace flow through us, and go and reach out and help them. But there's one more state that we see here that they're in, and this is that they've been taken captive by him for a purpose, and that is to do his will. And this is the idea that they've been taken captive. Now, they're still alive, interestingly. When you go and you look at this here, the the, the opposition, those who are in opposition who we're, we're looking at, you can't take a dead person captive. I mean, you could, but that's kind of pointless, right? This is specifically talking about somebody who's in opposition, but who has the opportunity to yet hear the gospel and to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. They've been taken captive to the point of doing the desires of the devil. There's so much in the prison, so deeply in prison with the devil, inside the devil's prison, that they've lost their sense. They're choking themselves out, trying to run further into the sin most of the time. And they've been taken captive so that they're no longer even doing their will, their desires. They're now doing the desires of the devil. And that's how you get someone to become transgender. That's how you get somebody to go murder their own baby. That's how you get somebody to go and to reject the obvious natural sex of one man and one woman and going for one man and one man or whatever it might be, one woman and one woman or, or, or whatever other perversion that there is out there. When you go and you see how do people get sucked into these things? How do they they, they go and they, they they go further? Well, it's because they're they're out of their senses. They're not working inside of reality. The devil has has gone and given them an injection of pleasure most of the time, and that pleasure is something that gets you to go against your senses, against reality, and they're going and they're into the snare of the devil. So they're being choked out whether they're running towards it or trying to get away from it, they're being choked out and then they're getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And so they succumb to doing the will of 
the devil. And, and, and I just want to point this out here as we're, we're looking at this concept uh, to, to kind of further this. If you look at today, there's a, a big thing, of course, about pronouns. List your pronouns. Don't do that. That's dumb. Don't list your pronouns. But one of the big things that's being said is that it's not just, you know, he, him, she, her, even he, she, you know, it's not even just that anymore. It's that they moved on to something even more bizarre called they, them. And I want to point this out because this is really important to understand. They, them, I'm, I'm not real good at grammar, but I do understand that they, them is referring to plural more than one. Where does that come from? Well, we actually do have precedence for a they, them in scripture. His name was a demon-possessed man, and he responded when Jesus asked, what's your name? And he goes and he says, my name is Legion, for we are many. That's a they, them right there. That's a they, them right there in scripture. You see, when you hear somebody who goes and says that my pronouns are they, them, I, I want you to understand that you are dealing with the demonic, somebody who's been taken captive by the devil to do his will, and you need to help them escape. Well, how do you help them escape? Well, first of all, avoid foolish and ignorant disputes. They're going to try to get you to talk about how many angels you can fit on the pen of, the, the head of a needle or, or head of a pen, whatever, however that saying goes. They're going to go and talk about all kinds of, of silly things that generate strife, but you don't need to quarrel. But what you need to do is to be able to teach, be gentle, be able to teach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, stay in the truth, stay on the truth, proclaim the truth. The, the, the truth is gentle. If you are proclaiming the truth, it's, it's their problem. It's their problem. Let them deal with the truth. Let them go and wrangle with the truth, but always present it in such a way that you are creating a bridge, but that bridge is known as repentance. You know, so many people want to say, create a bridge, and then they go and they say, that bridge is love or that bridge is forgiveness. No, the bridge that God builds or, or requires that is built is repentance. And tell them the way back is to repent, to turn away from their sin. And when you turn away from your sin, there Jesus is with open arms, ready to take you, to forgive you, ready to take you and to love you and to show all these things. But he does say there's something that you have to do, and that is to repent. So go and to proclaim the truth, build the bridge of repentance, and then also understand here that you need to bring the grace of God to them. And the grace of God is through manifesting Jesus Christ to them, which is the word of God. You need to go and to bring scripture into this. Tell them in scripture why they're wrong. Build your arguments on scripture and from scripture. Let that be your starting point because that is the best way, the quickest way for them to come back to their senses, for them to escape the snare of the devil, and of course, to get them free from the captivity of the will of the devil. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9, as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may be able to observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. There's nothing we can't overcome So that war you've been fighting Will end in God's 
is all 